the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The Bruce Hooley Show podcast is brought to you by HemisphereCoffeeRoasters.com. Creating jobs and restoring dignity one cup at a time. Good coffee doing good. Learn more at HemisphereCoffeeRoasters.com. Well, I'm very sad to have to tell you that I have the fulfillment of something I've feared was coming for a long time. It's happened. It happened Sunday morning. We now have more details on the crash involving a stolen car that killed an innocent Central Ohio resident. We know who she is. We know more about her, and we know uh, who killed her. The question is, will uh, this spark any change in the view of a prevalent problem in central Ohio, which is juvenile crime. Uh, We have a judge who abides it, uh, who is offended by the fact that we're offended by it. Uh, Her name is Kim A. Brown, Brown with an E on the end. I say that so you know exactly where to aim your criticism because there is another judge in Franklin County named Kim Brown that is decidedly not this Kim Brown. Hi, everybody. Welcome to a Wednesday edition of the Bruce Hooley Show. It's with a heavy heart that I can bring some context to this story. For a long, long time, our local law enforcement officers and uh, investigators have been very concerned about the prevalence of juveniles carjacking and stealing cars in central Ohio. They birthed a program called Operation Game Over to get their arms around it. It was successful. It was roundly criticized by Franklin County Juvenile Court judges. I know, it seems a strange circumstance for juvenile court judges who deal with uh, the uh, unruliest and uh, most um, (laughs) lawless members of, um, you know, the under-20 set— to oppose holding them accountable for their actions. It might explain why we have so much juvenile crime in Columbus when the people who are charged with applying the consequences for it are the people who are opposed to the consequences for it. So Sunday morning, there was a car stolen in Worthington, I believe. A 2022 Mercedes SL. It's an expensive car. Uh, The person who stole it was 15 years old. Uh, He is a juvenile. Uh, He has rights. His name must not be disclosed. But the woman that he hit and killed, uh, 58-year-old Paula Kennedy of Groveport, is someone who will be sorely missed. She was minding her own business. She was driving her Nissan Rogue on the city's east side. The 15-year-old ran a red light and hit her head on. The officer did not um, pursue him at high speed. This kid was just trying to avoid being caught. The officer's lights and sirens were on, but 
He was not chasing the vehicle. He was doing everything to the letter of his training. It'll probably get him investigated for months on end. Paula Kennedy, 58 years old, was a secretary at Groveport Madison High School. She had had that job for 17 years. She has four daughters. They're all Groveport Madison alums. She lost her husband three weeks earlier. So these girls are dealing with the loss now of a father and senselessly the loss of their mother. Here's what Groveport Madison High School principal Paul Smathers had to say about Paula Kennedy. Words cannot describe the sadness of this situation and the loss it represents to our school and to our Groveport family. It's time like these that make us appreciate those we hold dear. Uh, Vice Principal Jeff Altman uh, told the Columbus Dispatch that Paula Kennedy was the real MVP of the building. By the way, I'm very critical of the Dispatch because they deserve it. But Shannon, Sheridan Hendricks did a, a really nice job personalizing who Paula Kennedy is in this story. So I can, I can certainly uh, credit Sheridan Hendricks for that. Another quote from Groveport Vice Principal Jeff Altman about Paula Kennedy. She was the first face you saw as you arrived daily. She was the first voice you heard on the other end of a Groveport Madison High School phone call in the morning. She was the work mom for so many. She was the friend you needed at all moments of the day. She was, in short, our local hero. And she's gone because of a senseless act. And I'll be surprised, very surprised, in fact, if this is the first time this kid's been in the system. Very surprised. Because when you read about these juvenile crimes and car thefts, what you find is that some of these kids have done this as many as 50 times. 50 times. I know, it seems outrageous, right? Why does that happen? It happens because judges don't hold them accountable. Judges like Kim A. Brown. Kim A. Brown was the leader, the ringleader, of the letter that Franklin County Juvenile Court judges used to object to the institution of Operation Game Over, which was announced in a February 18th press conference. She was not happy about that. And she let everybody know it. Here's her letter. Our community should be weary of recent demands calling for the deleterious and unnecessary detention of predominantly African-American youths and others residing in low-income areas of the county. These propaganda efforts smack of the widely debunked super predator myths of the 1990s. And every juvenile crime statistic available suggests that the juvenile justice reforms implemented since that time have been more effective than the tough love approach suggested by less learned stakeholders. Well, you can cite all the statistics you want to. Kim A. Brown with an E. Paula Kennedy was not at work on Monday morning. And the reason why is because you abide activities that led to her death. So I did a little digging into Kim A. Brown and, uh, I have to give uh, a big shout-out to former television news reporter Tom Susie. He has an uh, investigative blog. You can find it online, The Susie Report, S-U-S-S-I. And he had an email stream in March where Kim A. Brown was right out front 
with how angry she is about the effort to hold juveniles responsible for the kinds of actions that led to the senseless death of Paula Kennedy. In an email, she said that the Operation Game Over agenda was, quote, wrong, racist, and it pisses me off. Hmm. I note in Kim A. Brown's biography on the Franklin County Court of Common Pleas website that she has been uh, married, happily married, it says, to her husband of nearly 25 years. The Browns are longtime residents of, I won't say where, Central Ohio, and have two daughters. Well, Judge Brown, I'm sure your daughters are at least I hope your daughters are very, very understanding of how deeply blessed they are that they have both their parents. And I hope you're appreciative of the fact that your husband will most likely come home tonight because Paula Kennedy won't. And her daughters won't have either their mom or their dad. And you can have all the liberal viewpoints of juvenile crime you want to. It's not going to bring Paula Kennedy back. And if you and your ilk would do your job and put these kids behind bars where they belong, maybe this wouldn't happen. And maybe it won't happen again. I hope you learn from an egregious mistake, and I hope you have the decency to apologize to the daughters of Paula Kennedy. Don't forget the American Leadership Forum, Genoa in Westerville, October the 24th. We'll talk with U.S. Senate candidate Bernie Moreno. He'll be on the podium that night with Hugh Hewitt and five other Republican Senate candidates, Josh Mandel, Jane Timken, J.D. Vance, Matt Dolan, Mike Gibbons. Uh, Bernie Moreno will join us at 1133. I ran into Bernie at a candidate forum Sunday for Olentangy School Board candidates Jennifer Foyt and... Felicia Castle, those are the two candidates you should vote for in Olentangy if you want to keep CRT out of your schools. If you want to stop your school from wasting like two hundred grand on rebranding uh, nicknames that are deemed to be politically incorrect, uh, they're just really good people. Bernie Moreno, he's really working hard to become your next senator. He told me Sunday that he spent his own money to go to the southern border. He wanted to see it with himself, Del Rio, Texas. And I thought, well, um, an eyes-on-site report would be good for us to have. So we'll have Bernie Moreno on the show at 11.33 today. The Biden administration is defined by lies. And the latest lie, well, pick one. The $3.5 trillion wish list for climate boondoggles and uh, social media and or social uh, social welfare enslavement programs costs nothing. It costs nothing. We're going to spend three and a half trillion dollars, but it costs nothing. The cost is zero. Nancy Pelosi says it. Joe Biden says it. It is a blatant lie. The other lie that they're telling to hopefully be able to spend the three and a half trillion dollars of your money that will cost zero is that. They need the debt ceiling raised and that Republicans are being obstructionists on raising the debt ceiling. Now, Republicans are being obstructionists on raising the debt ceiling. And here's why. They don't want the Republicans don't want to raise the debt ceiling 
Because then when inflation spirals more out of control, because it's already out of control, gas prices are the highest that they have been since 2014. If that were an endeavor, raising the debt ceiling, spending $3.5 trillion, that Republicans enabled in any way by raising the debt ceiling, then the Democrats, when they get crushed for it, they'll say, well, well, we couldn't have raised the debt ceiling without the Republicans' help. And so Mitch McConnell is saying, no, 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 no. I'm not, I'm not falling for that banana in the tailpipe. We're not helping you raise the debt ceiling. You want to raise the debt ceiling, raise it yourself. And this brings us to the second lie. The Democrats are like, well, we can't raise the debt ceiling. Yeah, they can. Yeah, they can. Because they have 50 votes in the Senate and they have co-president Kamala Cruella DeVille, who we could break the tie via a process called reconciliation. Now, reconciliation is like, it's one of those terms like government intelligence. It's the exact opposite of what it suggests. Reconciliation, oh, it applies. Everybody gets along. We're going to reconcile our differences. No, reconciliation means we're going to do what we want to do regardless of whether you are a party to us doing it. We're going to do it without you. And we're going to call it reconciliation because to call it strong-arming to call it bullying, well, that would be accurate. It just wouldn't make us look very good. So they can use reconciliation, which they've already used a time or two this year, and they could use it again to raise the debt ceiling. The problem is they don't want to use it because if you use it more than three times a year, you lose it. You can't do it more than three times a year. And heaven knows they never tire of spending your money and my money. It's early in the year to them. It's only almost mid-October. We may need to use reconciliation again in November or December. Why waste it? Well, they think they can get Republicans to help them raise the debt ceiling, and the Republicans are like, no, do it yourself. So all this stuff about, oh, we're going to default, and it's going to be catastrophic. It's the epitome of chicken little lying. They can raise the debt ceiling. And they will. They just don't want to. They don't want to. They want they want help in their stupidity. So the Republicans are smart enough, I hope, not to do that. The question I have is, are we smart enough not to do the exact same stupid thing on this latest leftist-led agenda to get control of Facebook? Now, on its face, it sounds wonderful, doesn't it? Hey, you know, let's get control of Facebook. Facebook didn't run the Hunter Biden story. We got to punish Facebook. Let's make Facebook put everything on the platform. And if you think that's what the quote-unquote whistleblower Francis Haugen's testimony is about in Washington, D.C., well, then you'll believe that you believe anything. Because Francis Haugen, who went on 60 Minutes and, oh, Facebook is damaging young girls with Instagram and Facebook stokes hatred. Yeah, and they do, for sure. But I don't believe Francis Haugen is the drum major for fairness and free speech when she has made 20 campaign contributions in her life, all to Democratic causes, including to Alexandria Occasional Cortex. AOC, of course, stands for All Out Crazy. 
I don't consider Frances Haugen to be somebody I trust when she's represented by the PR firm Biden Gillette. Yeah, Biden Gillette. And who used to work for Biden Gillette? Oh, Jen Psaki. I don't believe Frances Haugen has authentic motives when she worked for Pinterest and came up with a search engine so you could search things exclusively by race. And when at Google in 2015, she said Google wasn't inclusive enough while working on a team where she said they had more transgender women than cis women. That's like women who know they're women and are happy they're women and don't oppose being women. That's a cis woman, okay? So no, I don't believe Frances Haugen. What I believe she's doing is, I believe she wants to enlist Republicans in an endeavor to establish a government agency to police content on the internet, and then, shockingly enough, she and her fellow Democratic donors will say, you know, who's perfect for this new government agency? People who've worked at Facebook, because we know how it works. And we'll go right into government service, and we'll make sure none of that evil misinformation gets out there. How's it sounding now? Do you want a bunch of former Facebook and Google people deciding what makes it onto Facebook and Google? Because call me skeptical. I don't think a lot of stuff from the Washington Examiner and Breitbart and the Federalist and the Daily Wire, I don't think that's getting a lot of run from Frances Haugen on her censorship committee, all in service to the government. So don't believe it for one second. And the Biden administration on this reconciliation thing is just another lie, just like their threats toward the school board parents is another unconstitutional thing like their eviction moratorium and like their vax mandates. They know it's not unconstitutional and not a crime for parents to go to school board meetings, just like they knew the eviction moratorium gave them no constitutional backing, just like they know the vax mandate doesn't either. But they throw it out there for a chilling effect. They throw it out there with companies hoping, oh, well, the government's going to institute it, so we'll institute it. And they're also hoping to discourage you as a parent from going to school board meetings. Wow, I could get arrested. Don't fall for it. You always have to wonder what they're up to and why they're up to it. Bernie Moreno did. He went to the border. He'll tell us about it next. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. 
The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.